Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. NYC Crit Club is a radical alternative art program offering critique, community, and connection for artists post-BFA and post-MFA. The NYC Crit Club, founded and directed by Hilary Doyle and Catherine Haggerty, is proud to offer BIPOC scholarships and work-study rates for artists in financial need. Fall 2021, the Crit Club will be continuing with the Zoom courses that since 2020 have allowed them to connect with artists around the United States and across the world, while also returning to in-person courses at their new space in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Fall 2021 features a wide range of courses focusing on advanced critique, with five sections of the Visiting Critic program and a newly designed Art Career Intensive course. NYC Crit has added new courses in art history, writing, photography, the theory and history of drawing, color theory, and queer art history. Faculty Yevgenia Baras and Padma Rajendran will each be leading their own uniquely designed material intensives. Fall 2021 enrollment is now open. Courses are often filled in the first week, so early registration is highly encouraged. Sound and Vision is proudly sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. I'm working on my upcoming solo show at Miles McHenry Gallery in March, and everything is happening through Golden Paint. From the gesso, the mediums, and the paint, Golden's the best you can get. The pigments are amazing, and nothing lives up to Golden. An employee-owned company based in upstate New York, Check out their stuff at your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. You know what else is making it happen in the studio? Fulcrum Coffee. Since Fulcrum has started me on their subscription coffee program, I've been trying new coffee each week, and there hasn't been a dud so far. Really great coffee with distinct differences in each roast. It's some of the best coffee I've had. And trust me, I've had a lot. The next time you're looking for coffee, check out Seattle-based Fulcrum Coffee Roasters. You can find out more and get their coffee at fulcrumcoffee.com. Sound and Vision listeners get a 20% discount on their order with the code ALFREDSTUDIO when purchasing their coffee. Gao Hong is a Houston-based Chinese artist. He received his Master of Fine Arts degree in painting and drawing from the University of Houston and a Bachelor's of Art degree in oil painting from the Capital Normal University and is a 2020 Houston Artadia Fellow. His artworks have been shown in major galleries in the Netherlands, Spain, Korea, Germany, and England. He's currently showing at the Hull Gallery at East Hampton, New York, and the Polpo Gallery in Germany. His two upcoming solo shows will take place in Houston and London later this year. Gao and I spoke about stand-up comedy, new media, Beijing and Houston, analog and digital, and much more. Here's our conversation. Uh, my studio's in my house. Um, I sort of remodeled one of, one of the, the guest bedroom into the studio because, you know, the thing is I use um, airbrush, those, those spray, yeah. spray gun thing. It'll right. it'll basically dust on anything, everything. So you yeah, that you stuff is like right. Know, it get it gets everywhere. Yeah, you can't get a really big studio with your already made painting there. 
is gonna get right. dust on it. So that little guest room is perfect, you know, a high ceiling so I, I can make bigger works. And, you know, everything in it is just the work I am working on, you know, I can't storage anything in it. <laughs> right, so that's, so basically you turned a guest room in your place into a spray booth. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Studio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you can't, whenever you have, like, a, because I've, you know, I have friends who use, I, I've used a, an airbrush a little bit here and there in work, okay. but never, like, large expanses of things that, you know, but I I know people who use it a lot, like, industrial size, and it's mm-hmm. just, that paint gets everywhere, because it's aerosol, you know, so they have to cover plastic everything out, and it's basically, like, you know, a laboratory. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But imagining that in a house, <laughs> right? Totally. Seems like, like yeah, risky for your security deposit unless absolutely. you own your place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I own this place, but yeah, you have to seal uh, every single gap. You know, yeah, uh, it's a worse order space. But uh, yeah, I seal everything. And but I do have um, a place. You know the dining, what's they call formal dining room? I'm still learning English, basically. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a dining room. Right. <laughs> yeah, for like the bigger dining room. Yeah. So I mean, nobody's gonna use it, you know. Uh, so right. uh, I, I sort of transfer that into like a little, you know, gallery slash, you know, self critique sort of space. So basically, nice. every um, every month or so, I'll put new works, sort of install them in that yeah. place and I make that room really bright like a gallery so I could just sit there and sort of self critique you know see what what works what doesn't so like two so, parts yeah <laughs> it sounds like for the uh, for the pandemic you were pretty set up then oh yes that's absolutely we uh, you don't have we, to leave the house <laughs> right exactly we got this house right before pandemic and it's just right on time basically yeah you know yeah yeah were you productive yeah i mean i i'm kind of always sort of quote-unquote productive according to my friends um i mean i work in my studio basically every day um yeah from 10 ish uh to sort of five six depending on what what kind of painting i'm doing you know yeah basically full day but now things getting a little busier have to sort of spend a day, I mean, three days or so a week to sort of de- deal with emails and stuff, you know? Right. The yeah. administrative side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's always a, it's always a pest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> have to do it. Yeah. Necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you because I mean, you've got, your work is really interesting. I mean, you're tapping into a lot of like stuff that just feels now, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. you, although I haven't read a lot about you, I mean, you've got to have a good story. I mean, so <laughs> you're in Houston. Yeah. Did you grow up in Beijing? Um, I grew up in a city near Beijing. It's, yeah, it's more like, um, it's more like island, uh, Long Island versus Manhattan, you know? Right. So I was like yeah. in, in a city near Beijing. But uh, right before I came here in America, I was in Beijing for like six, seven years in Beijing. Yeah, I was right. doing universities and uh, artists, career artists back there. And then I mean, Houston, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like you're gonna have a pretty good story coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so um, what's growing up like? Now, wait, Long Island in the sense of like, are we uh, talking like Islip or are we talking like the Hamptons? Oh. As far as the, <laughs> the, the, you know what I mean? Long Island's a, 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 a varied place. You know? Right. So um, where you grew up, was it? Definitely, definitely not. Is okay? Or was yeah, it yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, the yeah. city is not very like ad- advanced like Beijing, but it's not really like small. It's 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 kind of like a normal. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like but suburban. Yeah, sort of yeah, style. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty lucky. You know, I like that city. Um, and my you know my pre- parents they they paint and draw as well. But oh, they are really? not they're artists? right. No, no, they are not career artists. Like they, hobby, hobby artists. Yeah, but I think they right. draw really, really good. They never trained yeah. like academically, but they catch everything that's alive and that's that's honest. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you had that influence, but what did they do for their? Were they like oh. in industry or like what was their normal job or day to day job? Oh man, that's a, um, <laughs> is it creative? <laughs> they are. They work in this college. Teach physics and elect electronic elect electric electricity. <laughs> I don't know how this like electrical e- engineering. Electron, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like that. And then my dad is st- is in the same college, working as an administrator or something. Yeah, yeah. So they they were in the education system, right? Yeah. So growing up. Did you, I guess, I, I imagine you were exposed to their creativity if they're drawing and, you know, doing stuff on the side. Was it oh, something yeah. you were always interested in or did it sort of reveal itself later? Oh, for sure. Um, whenever I can, I can, you know, paint and draw stuff like in first grade or second grade, whenever we have time, whenever they have time, they would bring me to those little villages around my city, just do drawings and paintings just on the field. You know, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. They would do it, I would do it. We draw old houses and trees and landscapes and stuff. Yeah, that was that was really important, actually. Right, and then when you were going to school as a kid, was our uh-huh. class fun? Was it like a good part of school or was it not um, very important? Or what was the I, role of it in education? When I was a kid? I mean, our classes... Um, are fine, I guess, but uh, I have some some really good mentors. Like they really, they think I got a thing in art for sure when I was a kid, right. and they're they saw like something in you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they, they want me. To, they want to put me in in this like middle school or high school classes for art when I was right. like first grade or second grade, and yeah. they want to put in there. I got so scary, but all the like. Um, bigger students the, the cool kids it would draw together i think i i'm pretty i'm pretty grateful i think the teacher back then put me always put me into more advanced class yeah yeah um did you was so what was the the sort of influence if any of music or sports oh were you into those as well absolutely yeah um i play basketball and i was like I do high jumping when I was in in, in college. I'm pretty oh, good yeah. at it. I won like four straight, you know, gold medal <laughs> when I was in oh, college. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Wait, and gold the, medals of like college competitions? Yeah, college meeting, like sport meeting. 
uh, inside that college, the whole college. Okay. You, I mean, you say gold medal today, and all I'm thinking is Olympics. Olympics, so, no, wow, no, no yeah, gold medalist. That's no, amazing. no, 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 yeah, no, 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 yeah. We uh, we have that thing, you know. You got you gotta you know motivate kids, you know. So we have that medal, <laughs> yeah. Um, and in terms of music, I like blues a lot, and I, I yeah. practice guitar basically every night for like two hours. Seriously, nice. you know. I have this oh. set of everything, you know. <laughs> how did uh, how did blues get introduced to you? Like, when did you start getting into that? Uh, just a year ago, I think, because I found blues is kind of like how I, how people paint and and create art. You know, really, just because blues is is this thing that it doesn't matter what you play. It it, it matters is like like why you play, really. You know, it's just like why you pick up a guitar and 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 play some notes to express yourself, tell a story. Yeah. So that's all it is about. So improvise, basically. And uh, there are certain notes that's a little bit off, right? There's a blue notes versus right. like normal notes. It sounds a little off, but that add this personality to this song. And I think I think my my works, you know, you would know it's a little off at some point, you know. Like no, in I know terms exactly of, what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes total sense, actually, yes. to think about the blues because they, the default of blues is kind of like a, a, a rendition of the human condition. Right? right. It's about, there's like a structure to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, improv jazz where it gets, you know, out. Like the, the basically <laughs> it's, I think of like, blues is almost like representation, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas jazz can oh. be a little more abstract. And so uh, blues is like a portrait. Jazz right, can be right, a little right. more like, you know, abstract in a sense. So it's it's kind of talking about these stories. I mean, all blues songs are basically about one of three things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just about being a person, you know? <clears throat> yes. And in your work, it definitely feels like about society or the individual or what's around us. You know what I right. mean? Right, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, the being, you know, I'm glad you, you you were talking about like being now, you know, my works. Yeah, that's really important in, in terms of if you see my works, if I see my works, you won't see this kind of narrative, this kind of emotion like 20 years ago, yeah. right? Or or 20 years later, you know, or, or those characters um, and the way I approach painting, you know, it's I want to be now in the society. Um, really interested in just you know social medias and internet. I think people are funny. Uh, <laughs> my generation, to uh, to to be more specific, and my works is basically sort of a representation of or simulation of how um, Instagram. I mean, social media um, and and young people behave, <laughs> kind of. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I totally see that. Um, <laughs> A question about the the technology that you're sort of tapping into, right? Is like what year were you born? Nineteen ninety. Ninety. Okay, so because yeah. a lot of the sort of uh, imagery in the work has kind of like a retro feel to it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And because uh-huh. a lot of like current meme culture right. is is retro in the sense that like it's pulling back to the early based on those yeah internet right for sure so like i'm i'm just interested in that because it's kind of like a callback 
but mm-hmm. like in music people use the blues to call back but in this yeah it's a different kind of callback you know right to a right. it's a shorter time frame in a way yeah are you interested in mining that early internet culture um i mean i think i think in terms of callback and in terms of why people like nowadays are making fun of you know um the graphics back then because the graphics looks awkward and you know ridiculous at some point but right. um back then it was not right back then it was perfect you know like yeah. you, you <laughs> right. i don't know what, it was what amazing you, you, back then exactly yeah when i first first play you know the counter strike i think that's probably my first like shocking 3d video game yeah Counter Strike. I think it can't get more real. <laughs> that's it. I think that's. I mean, how can you beat that? You know. Um, but, anyways, I think the sense of how people now is challenging, or like making fun of um, the GTAs is is really, is really popular right now because I think they challenge everything uh, yeah. that's established or or everything that's normal um, from the old times. And I think that's kind of, it, it is what it is, you know. The, the culture of right now, like internet, social media, it's just challenge and trying to, um, yeah, like see, can I make fun of this? Or I'm going to do my own version of that, you know, to express myself. Yeah, I like it, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I see it in, in a way as a sort of like contemporary collage you know what I mean? Right. Because it's so. Yeah. I feel like when the internet kind of exploded with right. you know just the visual side of it, which is you know memes or videos or whatever it is, it's yeah. It kind of like so much happened in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that people who come to it, like my son, who's like you know a teenager, like yeah. he doesn't have the context of like how this thing slowly grew and how the aesthetics and the visuals of it slowly grew. It's just like kind of all there, and people born just with it. Yeah, yeah, people just use it all. Like they'll just slam stuff together, and you know, it's kind of like take when I think about. It. Yeah. Sometimes Japanese music is like that, where they just take genres, like they'll take death metal and like pop uh-huh. music, and just slam it together, and then, you know what I mean? Like, there's no sort <laughs> yeah. of like um, reverence for like the time flow of or like a linearity. It's just all smashed together, and it's really kind of like it's almost surrealism in a way, you know? That make total sense. Um, that's that's actually the the reason why I choose to use all those um, elements for my works. That's really uh, yeah because it they the things you know social media and all those first generation three D games uh, comes out when I was sort of middle school or something. Yeah, that's my formative year. You know, I witnessed sort of how that happens, and then you know, in formative years, it affects you a lot, right? Your personality. Right affects all my generation people i think that's why i think why people why old people hate us um so you know like all, because one lots of things about video games and social media uh for example you think people will listen to you you know you think your words matters because you can post it and people have to read it right and you think you have audience you think people will listen to you but you think you matters but you you really don't you know really you know you're just so part that of like thing, a bunch of noise really exactly right? exactly but i think that affects us a lot and then also to me graphically because i'm always doing art when i was a kid all the way so the shocking 
you know, moments. The 3D, how this first generation engineer trying to have something 3D, I think that that approach, I mean, technically approach, I think I'm sort of, sort of trying to transfer how the first generation engineer approach 3D images to, you know, my art painterly approach, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you can tell like the first generation of video game producer or coding, they are not really, really artists, to be honest. Right. They, they, they just want to make things 3D and make sense, right? I think, I think that kind of thing is almost like how painting starts, you know? In the very yeah. beginning, just want to make right. things 3D, but in a total technique way. And then those technique, computer coding, sort of structuring stuff, it's what defines me, you know? So right. I want to transfer that into my work. I think that's something I'm really familiar with and I have the right to sort of speak about it. Yeah, for you sure. Yeah. Hey, here's, a weird, here's a weird question. Mm-hmm. Do you like the way that stuff looks? <laughs> I do. Um, I think the way people why think people think is kind of ridiculous is because they betray their own sort of sense of you know what is beauty. You know, because back then it is no nobody's hated. You know, because the first three D games, everyone was shocked. You know, right? We definitely like it. It's just because it gets better and better. At that we think, yeah, when you look back you know, compared to what's going on right now, um, it's ridiculous and too raw, you know, too, too, too awkward. But, uh, I mean, I love things back then more than, you know, like what's going on right now. Do you know cyberpunk, uh, the new, yeah. uh, it's, it, it, it almost reached to this point. Uh, it's called uh, uncanny Valley, right? Where you get really, really disgusted by, the graphics right now is too close to human and but it's not human yeah. one step you know you feel like kind of disgusting you know? yeah it's it's just it's like you're saying like just slightly off right in a way that's disturbing you know it's right, almost exactly. like you know i mean we've seen those shows like tv shows that are animated in certain ways that or actually have you seen those star wars that you know there's so many different like versions right. of Star Wars things, but uh-huh. there's these ones that are kind of like faux real. I don't know. There's like CGI, but they're mm-hmm. weird. They're kind of human, right. but they're not mm-hmm. obviously. And it's just mm-hmm. disturbing. Whereas if you take South Park, that's just like, you don't think about it at all. You're like, oh yeah, this is great. You're like you don't even, you know what I mean? It's so far from reality in a yeah, way that, yeah. that you can just focus Oof. in on, on the jokes or whatever yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. is. So sure. South Park, I'm glad you mentioned it. South Park is, so important to me. That's how I learned. That's basically all I learned American culture before I came here. Oh, <laughs> That's my re- main resources. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, but it, it's so real, you know. It's yeah. definitely brutal honesty in that show, you know. Right, right. That's why I can sure. joke around with Americans, you know, because, you know, I got the jokes. That's really important, you know, when yeah. I come here, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like a sense of humor, I think, is yeah, is is a great icebreaker when it comes to like language and culture. You right, I mean? so important. And, uh, and I and I have like extended family who, you know, haven't grown up in the U.S. And when they watch shows like The Simpsons, they yeah. just don't get it. Like they don't. 
the right. humor doesn't translate. They're just like, I don't understand why that's funny. Exactly. But then w- when you're here, you're like, it's just gold, you know? Like, it's like comedy yeah. gold. But there's yeah. so much of, uh, yeah, you could learn a lot. I think about the temperament of people or just how they're, the real the psychology. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. psychology of it, yeah. you know, which is, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, my friend told me, my friend in China, he told me they, they learn English by listening to CNN and Fox News. I'm like, right, that's uh, depressing. Let, let, let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. depressing. Yeah. yeah um, I can imagine. Um, well, so if, let's say, you were going to advise someone who's going to move to Beijing, mm-hmm. who spent their first 12 years in the United States, right. what what should they what would be the best entry point as far as culture and like what to watch or what to indulge in to sort of like open that door oh wow is it is it harder um i mean ooh, that's a really i never thought about it um i guess huh i guess stand-up comedies for sure oh yeah stand-up comedies um I think they are they are sort of, um, yeah, they are doing pretty well stand-up comedy in China recently this year, and then, I mean, they talk about a lot of uh, reality facts and stuff uh, about Beijing, about major cities, about the culture, yeah, uh, about young people, about old people, about how they interact. Yeah, I think stand-up comedy is the way to to uh, to to go. You know, yeah. Yeah, but I imagine that would be. It's. I think it's a testament to you. Like, if South Park is your entry point, yeah, comedy is is difficult as a sort of starting point, right? I think because it's the language and flow of it is so. There's a, such a cadence that relates to humor that is not your you know straightforward. Like everyone, when you sort of like start to learn another language they just start with those basic you know it's so mm, basic yeah. and uh, right. it's like here's how you say good morning and then where's the bathroom <laughs> or whatever <laughs> right so they keep it so basic but that's like jumping into the deep, i mean stand-up comedy is so nuanced you know what i mean it's, yeah but it opens up so many possibilities when you look at comedy when you heard some references you have to look it up you know that's yeah. how you learn that's how I learned actually. Some references, some some celebrity names hop pops up that I didn't know. I'll search for it. I know the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it opens up research and then you willing to do that, you know, because yeah. you have to get the jokes. Uh, probably it's just probably just me. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a pretty amazing uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of like, you know, portal into what is this like bizarre American experience? I think. But wait, right. when did you come up? So you went to undergrad. Did you do undergrad and grad school over there, no, and then no. come over? Or, but you did grad um, school in Houston, right? Yes, that's when okay. I came here, two thousand and fifteen, oh. uh, for for grad school. Well, when yeah, did you start does. learning English? Um, I mean, we have English class all along, you know, right. from from kid to but uh, but I think. The real learning English, like real learn real English, <laughs> in terms of communication stuff, um, is probably one year before two thousand fourteen ish. Right. Yeah, that's how I, what when I real learn English, in in, yeah. in in the sake of communication, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean. Yeah. 
you're pretty amazing at it in a short amount of time, I have to say. But oh, I, well, I guess if you, you've been you. learning since, you know, you're a kid, the foundations of it. You right, know, right, right, yeah. That's helpful, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I, I think it must be so interesting. I mean, coming to, from China, you yeah. know, in 2015, and then going to school in Houston, and then with all the stuff that's gone down, because, you know, the, the relationship, the sort of governmental relationship between the U.S. and China. Oh, complicated china in the world us us in the world it's so complicated and right you know and then to come over here and then the pandemic hits and all that i just can't imagine in houston of all places uh-huh. Uh-huh. houston's like deep us like usness right right <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah, for like sure i would have i it's i think it's a different landing pad than new york or like san francisco or something mm-hmm. you know but yeah. i don't know what was that like what was like landing in houston like in that experience of going to school there and then the experience sin- since then with like all the stuff that's been going on and has your work tapped into that at all? Or is it kind of its own sort of like relationship with the bigger idea of just, you know, new media in our existence? Mm. That's really uh, a lot. Gr- no, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, I mean, when I came here, yeah, like people are. I mean, Houston was pretty pretty red uh, <laughs> back then, and uh, I came here the last year of Obama's, and um, and you know how that goes. And yeah, I think we, the, the thing that I learned is not like how I understand America. Instead, the thing I learned is people here. Um, it's pretty diverse here, actually. Um, all kinds of people here, and I think I think if I can, I mean. Um, yeah, they're pretty diverse here, you know. And then the sort of things I learn, I have a lot of different friends uh, from different country and different uh, races. Um, is I think we are just human beings, you know. Um, that make me to think like the boundary in terms of country, you know, like like which country you come from, and is that a boundary? Even you know, uh, we're just human beings. You know, like the identity is just human being in this on this earth, you know, and I mean, there's the boundary, this idea of boundary challenges me, you know, like I I, I sort of doubt it, you know, where do you set a boundary, you know, your neighborhood or your your city, your province, your states, your country, you know, where's the boundary? Why do you set a boundary there? You know, (laughs) the country, what if alien come here? Does alien care? Are you American or Chinese? You know, like right, right, right. So in that case, my art shifted. You know, to I'm trying to figure out what can I say and what's more real to my own thoughts. You know, so I'm really familiar with my generation, and because my generation was affected by internet, but internet is like a a global thing. So I think all those things that I do, that I paint. They are universal, kind of, you know. People right. around the world they know this stuff, and uh, and that's why I chose to to make color field paintings for a long time, because it's there's no like cultural boundary, cultural in the color field paintings. I think that's kind of funny. That's the reason why I chose color field painting, you know, because the language is universal. Because and right. then I involved this humor, involved this. Um, computer game, this internet culture in it, that make me sort of 
supporting my my own thoughts in terms of identity and boundary, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It seems. I mean, it's a weird expression, and I've heard it <laughs> in different ways. Even like in some of the stuff that I've done, like recently, there's there's something that was written. It was using the expression "post-human," you know, mm-hmm. where it's not really about necessarily the individual or identity, but it's more about this kind of like post-identity environment of like right. imagery. And the right. internet operates that way so often to where people go in and play games and are on, you know, chats or in VR or whatever they're doing that's sort of disassociated from the body and from the location. Yeah. But the dynamic of that is that we are all saddled with this body and location that you can't escape in a way too, you know what I mean? So it's, there's a dynamic there between those two things. I think a lot of people find new media and digital media to be a kind of escapism to where you can you know, just avoid that whole mm-hmm. side of things and you can kind of be anonymous or just be kind of like get lost in that world. Huh. You know, it's it's kind of um, it's a really interesting sort of like you know parallel universe in a way that has right. its own aesthetics and things like that. And, you Absolutely. know, I was thinking about yeah. I was thinking about some of those sort of like the retro sort of three D gaming things that we were talking about that are mm. kind of like antiquated aesthetic that some people find is like oh that's so bad or whatever. But right. there's people love it because it's kind of like you know, and it's like reclaiming a time like when pixels you became big again because right, right, right. everyone's trying to run away from things being pixelated and they were like no no actually when it, things got really good they were like oh the pixel mario was the best you know right, <laughs> it's right, like right, yeah. you always like look fondly back hmm. but there's a contingent of that kind of um aesthetic where it gets um i don't know it's almost like dark like there's i'm sure you know about it i mean there's there's parts of the internet where like that kind of imagery is co-opted into some like really weird kind of like, you know, role play thing or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's almost like the parallel of like horror movies mm. in like regular media. And right. I don't know, like how do you feel about that side of, or do you even go Dark, there? The dark net? Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what it is. I, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't really partake in it, but I just know a little bit about it. I mean, you know, yeah. when you have a when you have a kid who's on a computer a lot, you start to like inform yourself on this. Stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was pretty fascinated about the dark net and everything about that, but it just it just it takes too much to get into it. You know, it just I mean, they just want to keep it their own circle and then don't want normal people to get in. There are all yeah. kinds of complicated things like you have to. You have to click on the right corner while eating a pizza in the same time <laughs> to get in. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I couldn't kind of get get rid of it. But I I saw some YouTuber doing sort of those kind of introductions. That's pretty that's pretty deep. But that's that's really new, I think to me. Um, I think that's more like people born after two thousand. They're more yeah. like more know what's going on um oh you're getting too old man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean just we just don't have i mean we just don't have that spare time to 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 do research on it i think we have jobs you know we have to work that's trying to do like other things too yeah (laughs) if we don't have financial pressures we definitely would do the same thing you know just (laughs) yeah just, just mess around yeah yeah and then there's the the sort of um 
the question of like, well, is it good to be a 45 year old person sitting in a room on a computer all day and not doing anything else but that and just trying to like, you know, Wait, how old are every, you? every quarter. I'm older than that, but I'm just taking a hypothetical. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I thought you were, you were like the same age with me. Like you post workout images out every day. And I think you, <laughs> you gotta be, you know. <laughs> I, I was born in the 70s, if that makes you oh, really? younger. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta keep working out then. It makes people young. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Asian Asian don't age, you know. But <laughs> did pretty good. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Well, I've married into an Asian family, so part of the diet is my diet, and I've oh, been vegetarian. Why. I've been vegetarian since '92, so maybe that helps. Well, oh, that helps. Maybe I don't know. Okay, worth to try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was eating in college. The reason I became vegetarian is I was eating McDonald's every day, which did not work out well for looks like, you know, yeah okay yeah. yeah i mean i wasn't i was too young to get big but i just didn't feel good you know it was oh, just okay. like it, it wasn't working out so I, that's oh. when i tried it and i just felt so much better so definitely vegetarian definitely I, I the thing is we know that's gonna be better but we just can't do it you know we just we know <laughs> it's going to definitely be better you know well environmentally too now because yeah of, you know, for sure everything the rainforest and cattle and all that stuff and everything we yeah. know it's gonna be better, but it is hard to quit meat. You know, it's but you know the meat make you smell, make you like yeah, everything out of you is smelly. We we eat meat and right. everything. You know, you got oil. But yeah, anyways, yeah, I should try. Well, they, I I will say this: yeah. they've gotten way better at the fake meats. Absolutely, way better at it. I mean, it used to be awful, and right. now it's actually pretty good okay I so mean, they have all this kind of yeah, yeah. there's restaurants that you know here in new york city you can go uh-huh. to that are all like vegan i'm not vegan but they're all vegan and i mean it's you know it's pretty good it's satisfied okay enough all right considering yeah i mean you know my family will like i have i know like ravenous carnivores who will actually eat it and be like oh this isn't bad this is actually huh. pretty good okay yeah we're getting there Good to know. <laughs> They're engineering. Good engineering. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, and old people shouldn't be. I think, in my opinion, shouldn't be sitting on a computer twenty-five hours a day. You know, right. Uh, totally. Totally. Getting lost in the dark corners of the universe. Right. 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 But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think your your work seems to really tap into some of the aesthetic of that. But it, in my interpretation of what I've seen of it, mm-hmm. it is, it is related in a one-on-one to sort of every day whether it's like you know mm-hmm. people like images of people that you're trying to sort of emotionally relate to or understand mm-hmm. and crowds or like mm-hmm. or objects whether it's like still life objects or mm-hmm. you know computer screens it all seems to be very relatable in a human experience of like your the dialogue both aesthetically and conceptually with like digital media and how it's so much a part of all of our lives these days you know for sure um I consider digital materials as found objects, you know, because um, I mean, I read a lot and, you know, um, I like to learn from artists like in, in painting history, you know, and sort of find where I can put myself in it. Um, but people like, for example, like when Plane just came out, you know, the, the 1910 or something, everything is about playing and speed, futurism, right? And then, yeah. I mean, you have, um, later on you have like, Pretty recently, Robert Rauschenberg, you know, Rod Rauschenberg, uh, put all the found objects on it, 
Duchamp fun objects on it. Um, objects that come from daily life, right? Objects that define people's daily life. The tire, right? Uh, the yeah. you know the wire. Bed sheets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now I think the fun objects is is graphic image and and social the stuffs on social media. They are fun objects to me, you know. So I right. sort of yeah, you can say it's clutch or you know in that way. Um, that define what's going on. I think. Yeah, definitely. I don't you think Warhol would have just loved what's going on with like, yeah. You, oh wow, yeah. I read a lot of books. <laughs> Warhol love it, love it. Even Jeff Koons, you know, uh, retro- yeah. retrospective. They, they really just embrace what's going on. I think that's important. Yeah. You know, it definitely contro- controversial at that time uh, to anyone basically. But right. um, when time goes on, when you look back, what can define that year? It's definitely them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny too is you know as much as your work is tapping into mm-hmm. that world, yeah, it it's very analog. You're very kind of analog in your approach. You know what I mean? Analog means I mean, <laughs> that's new. Well, word. you're it. Well, non-digital, like you're physically making it. It's oh, not right. like virtual. You know, you're not like a new media artist. I mean, you're oh, no. you're a painter. Right. You're old school, but right. you're just tapping into. <laughs> the new media aesthetic and, and sort of conceptualism in a way. For but sure. But you're just, you're yeah. doing paintings. I, mean, I don't know if you know the artist Ian Cheng and he does these sort of like projections of these video games that he create or they look like video games but they're just uh-huh. sort of like abstract forms moving around and stuff. But it's all in the digital realm. Uh-huh. But it's very much like the work, the, the ideas and the sort of um, the conceptual side of the work is being created within that same medium. Mm-hmm. Whereas you are t- using, you know, sort of like an old school, like antiquated right. medium of like painting and, and dealing with like all this sort of digital culture. Right. You know what I mean? Is that something that was, you're just a painter and, and you defaulted to that? Or have you thought about using new media as a vehicle as well? Um. Actually, I, I thought about it. I did exper- experiment uh, with new media, but in the end, I think paintings still have great potentials in terms of, you know, visual power and, and stuff like that. But 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 one thing is true that is painting can carry less and less information in terms of narrative, you know. But painting itself, you know, painterly in terms of you know, um, I'm still pretty. A good, a big supporter of Clement Greenberg, you know, <laughs> yeah, painting right. as painting. Um, so I think paintings still have great potential, and the way I approach, uh, whatever I approach around me, right, the elements I use, color field sort of mentality, or uh, you know, the way the 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 strategy that I sort of sort of trying to create, you know, to learn from the digital creation transfer into painterly movement. That's why I use airbrush actually. Yeah. Airbrush quality and everything is almost like how they, you know, do and how like what the graphic looks like digitally. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah, so that's why I use airbrush. I think that fits my concept. Um yeah. Yeah, because you're combining <laughs> you're combining edges which are a lot of times kind of crisp. But right. you're using the airbrush, which never has the hand in a way, even right, though it right, does. Right. But hmm. it just doesn't. There's no like 
there's no real physical trace of the hand. Whereas if you put a bunch of thick paint on a brush and you goop it in there, you sort of see the stroke. Right. Yeah, it kind of like absorbs the stroke. It's like air is coming between you and the canvas when you use like that kind of spray, you know, which is, I always think is like fascinating. That's you know, a new painterly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like pushing pigments through the air and they just land onto the canvas, you know, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. for um, sure. Yeah. It, it, it removes a little bit of that one on one of the hand, but actually the spray motion is being dictated by the hand anyways, you know, but, yes. but it, it has a feel of like a, a removal or a separation, you know? Right. And it's a little bit, out of control, you know, because the hair yeah. is going to flow a little bit. That's painterly comes in, you know, and then right. the movement, especially the early um, graphics, you know, uh, the 3D, early 3D games, I think they they painted with their m- mouth or something, you know, uh, to, oh, for yeah, the patterns. Yeah. I think that's like the, the rawness and then out of control, sort of really hard to make things right. And that's kind of how airbrush works. But I'm, I'm, yeah, that's kind of my my thing. Right now, I'm I'm getting too good at it. <laughs> Actually, I can control everything. It becomes kind of, I need to find a new way to involve this kind of unconsciousness or, or out of control sort of thing to really active my painting. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's an integral part of it, right? Right. Yeah. It's like a really important sort of ingredient into the work it's funny because you know i think if people looked at your work Mm -hmm. you know they would especially older people who may not have grown up with you know computers now they would just be oh this is really like this kind of like this weird computer right like language like you know a visual language you're not familiar with and think it's like oh it's like digital or computer based and i i don't i don't know what this is about and right. you're just making paintings that are involved with, you know, that, that are inspired by that or whatever. A lot of times in yeah. my work, like I do digital animations, like I make a lot of my work on the computer, Ooh, that, nice. you know, so, but people would never look at my work and think that they would just be like, oh, that animation is just moving trees or a sunset mm. or whatever. But it's the digital, it's literally in the digital realm, but it doesn't have that, the quote unquote look uh-huh. that I think people associate as almost like a. I don't know, it's like a stand-in for it. You know what I mean? Like like your portraits, once you sort of block out those heads and create them as a sort of geometric form in a way, people are yeah. just like, oh, that's 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 computery or, or you know, like that's like uh, VR or augmented reality. It becomes this like signifier, you know? Right. That it's, it's just interesting to think that, I mean, you're as analog as it gets really in the way that you're making these things. That makes you know, sense. But they're just yeah. paintings, but... That, that kind of there's a sort of like a hierarchy of the way people think about the representation of images and mm-hmm. in, in the sense of your work I think it goes so fast to that digital part but in my experience the more mm-hmm. I look at the images the more I sort of tap into the association with like you know humans and our and like our what makes us tick or oh, ha- nice. what happens when we get in groups or what happens when we're isolated mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting kind of um pace to the way that people will view your work i mean i'm not i oh, shouldn't speak nice. on behalf of other people but hopefully nice. that happens you know uh-huh. but yeah, the cool yeah. thing is is you never know how people are going to read them i guess right. you know right. that's the beauty of making art as opposed to writing an essay yeah I, yeah i'm totally for it yeah i appreciate it yeah that's uh have you i was just gonna say have you gotten a pretty 
would you say the response to your work in general? I know it's, there's a lot from different angles, but mm-hmm. has it been pretty diverse, or do you feel like people kind of come at it from a specific angle? And do you feel like they're reading it kind of the way that you're trying to express it? Um, I think yes. Um, I mean, there's different way of to 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 see my works for sure. You know, uh, for you know people that doesn't do art for sure, like. Entertain them, entertain myself. Yeah. You know, if they get it, they can have this nostalgia. Perfect, you know. And but people like um, in art industry, you know, and art critique and art, art artists, um, yeah, they they will tell me it's is the color field and the composition uh, hit them, and then um, yeah, and and this new type of painterly is is weird, um, and also the old like the the, the like people that is older uh they 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 know that those characters those images are what they hate their kids doing (laughs) but (laughs) but because they collect art and they do art they know art that they they can see they can relate to some other artists that they know and that's really good i think um that's what i want to do i want to react to painting history that's really important that's more important than what it is um, literally, you know, yeah, reacts to it and then sort of trying to figure out what's going on and try to have my own really honest voice. Yeah, it's all about, yeah, I'm pretty academic kind of person, to be honest, you know, I, I, well, I need my history. work to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need my painting to be not only entertaining, you know, like it needs to be uh, honest and, um, Match matching my concept, met, and, and then reacts to what I learned because I learned traditional oil painting, realistic for for ten years almost. Reacts to my fundamental, my skill, and then reacts to painting the painters that I like and in history. Um, yeah, reacts to. I always trying to the way I decide if this work can stand or not is I sort of I want to imagine my work in a gallery or art museum next to my favorite artist and I would look at all of them is it awkward being there my work right right <laughs> so so that's the first step and the second step is can you distinguish from them right can you if you put them in the role in, in the order of time are you possibly maybe can have the same kind of responsibility describing what's going on in that time period yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's that's a goal of a lot of you know artists who are want to be topical or this feeling of like is my art kind of like unconsciously representing now right but like like it's why would i want to represent like 50 years ago or 200 years ago you know right yeah you kind of want the dialogue to be pertinent to what's happening in our world today, you know, right. which is sometimes right. when artists are hyper conscious of that, it becomes illustrated or it's, right. it's, it's too much. Like I'm trying to be hip, you know, so like true. people who would just, you know, um, paint portraits of people taking selfies all the time. It's like, okay, so we get it. That's, that's going to look very dated right. in yeah. like 20 years from now. You know what I mean? So right. it, it, it's, it's an interesting sort of dynamic to think uh, you know it will my art if I put it up in that you know history of like these Water. other painters yeah 
will it will it feel like it's representing the time without illustrating the time? That's so true. Do you know true. what I mean? That's so it's true. hard to do. It's hard, yeah. right? Yeah, you, I think that's very true. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to like. I mean, to tell a story that's happening now, of course, but you don't want to be literal, right? You don't want to be narrative. You know, in a sense, like, yeah, like if I, I mean, like for my opinion, I like I like jokes and co- comedies, but I don't tell a whole joke in my in my painting. You know, it's not about a punchline. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. about the way you approach painting. Uh, compares to other painters back then, uh, the way you use color and the way you use hard edge paintings, and how you combine those things uh, by borrowing or by referencing what's going on right now, you know you can't just you know I mean you paint Billy Eilish for sure this is gonna be this year's painting you know <laughs> but yeah. but uh, <laughs> you can't be too literal you know painting I think painting is not a good vehicle for. Telling stories now. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, that's it's not right media, right? Yeah, was it is was it tricky because I mean there is a perception that the sort of educational framework in China is really heavily built on you know technique, uh-huh. and yeah. I and I know firsthand because you know when I where I teach we we have a lot of students who come from China and a lot of them are really good fundamentals, yeah. Fundamentals, <laughs> yeah. but maybe have a hard time breaking that and getting right. loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, you know, you see a Peter Doig painting, and it's like, what the, right. f- well, right, right, right. you know, like what is that? You know? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, it, you know, kind of like a musician. If you grow up like doing only classical guitar lessons, and then you mm-hmm. hear Buddy Guy or like you know Muddy Waters, and you're like, right. what the f- you know, how do I go to that from For all sure. this that I've been learning and knowing? It's almost like you have to unlearn and then. Yeah. learned almost like the soul of it you know right. not just like the technique of it was that right. something that was i mean it seems like you did a good job of of kind of because i've seen like yeah. earlier drawings where clearly you have like technical ability and yeah. you know and you, your work now is not i mean there is technical ability in it but it's not illustrating technique it's right. you're using a technique to describe the kind of work that you want to describe which right. is technique and it's impressive yeah. yeah but a lot of people off the street might come in and not notice that they right. just be like well that's that's weird how yeah. do they do that you know <laughs> yeah exactly um that yeah so in terms of technique it's it's really hard to understand unless you try it right because i, I was i was copying uh, because i was trying to learn uh, uh matisse and and philip gustin you know and when I copy the works and when I see the works in the museum, I stand there for a long time. You can you can tell like all those kind of random looking marks, they are well organized, they are planned, you know. Nothing yeah. is surprise, you know. They know what they are doing. To reach this type of visual effects, they have to have five layers, uh, including covering prayer layers to get that effects, you know, the, the thickness, the texture, everything is well planned, you know, uh, that's when I know, yeah, they are not just, just bullshitting, you know, they are not just mess around, like people think, yeah, they are just like Pollock or they are just, just fooling around. They are not, they are really carefully arranged, you know, yeah, uh, so and they were living yeah. it, you know, yeah, they- yeah. there's, there's always those people who are like, oh, I could do that. It's like, no, you but, can't. But right. these people are doing it every day. Like, even if you could, 
quote unquote could do it. Yeah. You're not. And these people are doing it living and breathing and eating that stuff all day and all night. So absolutely, yeah. That, you know. I think it's it's how I mean I mean you probably have to have that situation too. People ask you why those paintings are good and why it can, I cannot understand it. Why can I mean I kids can do it? It's because I think art you you should respect art as a as a subject, same as scientists. You know, right? Because like if you go to the top scientist uh, office or something, you look at their notebook. There are some equations. You're like, I don't understand. So it's it's nonsense, right? It it, it, it is not. It's just you don't understand it. That's yeah. You that's didn't learn how, the language, right? How, why? can you understand it? You know, that's the question. Yeah. If you go to MoMA, you can't understand it. Why can you understand it? You know, did you yeah. have that enough? So yeah, totally. That's um, frustrating, isn't it? When people do that, they just expect to be able to like get it. Like, right. That, like why? Like why are, do you think you're able to get it? You know, in any subject, you know, the top. I think because it's, yeah. I think because it's not utilitarian though. Mm-hmm. Because like music, you don't have to understand the technique of music. You could just feel it. Right. You know what I mean? And whereas if someone walks into a, a car garage and they open up a hood of a car and they say, I don't understand this. Right. The, it's predicated on the fact that that thing can drive out of there and go take them somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? So so they, they have faith in it even though they don't understand how it works. Right, right. With art, art doesn't... Like, you have to have faith in it for it to take you somewhere, but it's mm. not built on the fact that it drives. It's right. just... you. Ha- it's your imagination. It's all subjective, which for a lot of people, they can't understand that. Or mm-hmm. it's difficult. It's a difficult leap to make, you know? Yeah. And that's just... What makes art, you know, that's why people go to MoMA. Mm. I'm going later today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was there yesterday, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and Guggenheim, I was those two yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good. It's that's a good segue, though. We could talk about the show. So, <laughs> yeah. sure. um, yeah. when did you install it? Um, I think they installed it on the twenty third. Um, it's yeah. it's on East Hampton. Uh, the whole right. gallery, they have this space. It's like almost like a seasonal space. Every summer, they have this place on, 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 on in East Hampton. I'm pretty. Much, I didn't know East Hampton that well, but now I know. Like um, they told me, Leeson Gallery was there, is there, and Pace Gallery have a space there for the summer. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's where my show is. Um, yeah. Um, How's that? How, I haven't been to that space yet. Is it? Is it a pretty nice space? It's, it's a unique space. <laughs> it's a different space yeah. than the normal gallery, but right. but I like it. But I like it. Yeah. Um, the people are really chill there, and we had a good time. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't. You know, I've only done Long Island here and there, but it is it is nice short trip out of the city to go to the beach and right. Yeah, relax. But yeah, there's there's a lot of money and collectors. And right. Yeah, heard yeah, there's it. a lot of that out there. Yeah, but that's like you know, if all the art collectors go out to the beach for the summer, the galleries are going to go follow them. Right, well. <laughs> right, well. right, right, exactly. Like, here, you look while you're at the beach, you can look at art too. Yeah, since you're here, right. <laughs> exactly. But so, the, is the show up for a month? Yeah, is that like is it the normal duration? Yeah, that's cool. yeah, a month. That's great. And yeah, hopefully everything work out. And I mean, I'm just feel feel very grateful. Yeah, yeah. To be. Do you have uh, friends in New York when you visit? Yeah, I have uh, friends, and then I have um, I have this a gallery um, owner directors that we had we had dinner together. 
Uh, uh, yeah. do, you, do you know GR Gallery? Uh, by chance? GR? Yeah, it's like GR Gallery. Yes, it's right next to Hole in, in the city. Um, yeah, so we we I had. Know it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, we we had had dinner together, and then uh, with the director and the owner, um, and then uh, in East Hampton, I had uh, dinner and you know partying with you know the whole crew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, and then I'm we sure had, that was lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is active. Yeah. That's great. And then you got to see some art too. Yes, yes. Um, visit nice. museums all, all around. Uh, the city, Manhattan. Yeah, every time I go to museums, I'll have some new ideas and inspirations. That's the best part. That's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that link with art history and, and the contemporary work they show, you know? It's, yeah. It's in- inspiring. Right. It's like, sure. yeah, to me, visiting museum is like, because they always organize the, the, the paintings in order of time, right? So you, you, you look at it, no, no, then, then, then all of a sudden it stopped, right? Around, uh, right. and then you will sort of have this feeling, okay, the next will be something like that. Right, you know? like what do I put in? Yeah, it, exactly. What would I do yeah. on the next wall? I will yeah. always have a lot of inspirations and new ideas um, based on that. That's why I love our museums. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's great. Right. And then is there when you come to New York, is there one food place that you're just dying to go? Or is there a certain thing that you want to eat when you come? Um, eating are you not a foodie? I'm not really What's a the foodie. food situation. <laughs> I'm not really a foodie, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, museum wise, definitely MoMA, Guggenheim and Whitney, um, yeah. new museum. Those are the, the must goes. Metropolitan is just too much, you know, um, I've been there twice and then, yeah, after that, yeah, I, I want to see something uh, new. <laughs> like I said, yeah, the, you know, the Met is amazing, but it's yeah. like you, you, well, at least in my opinion, you do it in like little bits. Like right. you go and you go see one area one day and then, then right. you wait a while and then you go and see another. If you try to do that whole thing, it's like running two marathons. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's right. exhaust. Why are museums so exhausting? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Aren't they tiring? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just don't fly through it like a lot of people when we just actually sit there and look at stuff. And right. it's just, I call it museum legs where like halfway through, you just feel like you need to sit down. Oh, tired. for sure. For I'm sure. Like, I'm just sitting here walking around looking at art. Why is this so tired? <laughs> oh, that's so true. I run in the end. I just run uh, yeah, through yes. art S- Sprint through contemporary art? <laughs> yeah. No, I sprint through Renaissance art, you know. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Just a drive-by. <laughs> yeah. I have to go there, you know, but just run through it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been to, like, the Louvre or any, or, you know, the Tate in London? The Louvre? Oh, I haven't got a chance. Um, I wish I can go to London, actually. I have a solo in November in London. I wish I can go there. Wish. You know, we'll right. see what's happening. Yeah, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the Louvre, for sure, but haven't got a chance to go there. I will. The Louvre was amazing, but it there were so many people in front of the, uh, the Mona, Mona Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. With their stupid phones, yeah. like taking pictures of it. You couldn't even get close to it. Right. And then there's just a bunch of phones in front of the thing. <laughs> and they have it, when I was there, it was behind glass, you yeah. know, like, so you all the pictures are like reflected it just was ridiculous yeah. it's like going to see live music now where everyone's got their phones up and you can't see the musician because 
Yeah. And it's trying to take crappy video that you're not going to be able to hear it on your phone anyway. <laughs> right. That's, funny. That's why I made that piece. I don't know if you saw that or not. I made a Mona Lisa piece. So basically, I made a really blurry Mona Lisa with this. You know, when you use phone to take a picture, there's like a yellow square to focus yeah. on the head. There's yeah. like a really clear yellow square, but Mona Lisa is really, really, really blurry. And then the name, the title of that, that piece is I Flew Half of the Earth just to take a picture in person, <laughs> you know? Oh, I didn't know that was the title of it. Yeah, that's, that's the title. So yeah, that's the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that to- I totally feel you. Right. Yeah. So your your imagined experience of that was my real experience. Yeah, that. because I've been to, yeah, uh, yeah. MoMA, people sterilize in front of sterilize all the time, you oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> Picasso, you know, all the time. The, the dancing I mean, five. I get it. Yeah, 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 for I, sure. I, we're, we're kind of conditioned at this point. To, yeah. It's like, well, if I didn't take a picture, did it exist? That's what's <laughs> in the trailer. You know, that's what's in the museum trailer. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I got to prove that I was here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, now that you hung the show, mm-hmm. do you take a little time or are you just still back at it? Well, I guess you got the London show coming up, so you got to. Yeah. I think right I have another there. show coming out in September solo in Houston. That's that's yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's it kind of really different the body of works. Uh, mm-hmm. I made this show about uh, because I had this grant from HAA Houston Art Alliance, and I got to do this do this project regarding international young international artist immigration. You know, basically my journey. Yeah. Try to immigrate. Try to get visa, green card here. In the states, that's about that journey, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that too. Yeah, so that's their stat, and then still working on a, you know, a November show in London. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah, <laughs> and you've shown you've shown back home, right, in Shanghai or Beijing, or did you had a show in Shanghai too? Didn't you? Yeah, or right did you now. Just go to school there. Yeah, right now. Oh, it's up Shanghai. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, it's it's a group show, and uh, yeah. Is it cool showing it? Is it cool showing back? You know, yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, it's pretty cool. How's the reception to the work? Um, I I only know a little bit about it because I'm just this is so busy to ask for what's going on. But I think they did pretty well. Uh, I like the organization and, and and the installation and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like showing nice. back in China. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Last question. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're painting, is it what's the sound situation? Although you've got the spray thing, so maybe that's making noise. But are you a music person while you're working? Are oh you yeah. Silence podcasts. What's the oh thing? yeah. Two things, right? Uh, first thing, because the the airbrush, the, the compressor is very loud, and then I open yeah. the window. I have this fan going on to suck my air out, out of the out of the house. So I have to use this really loud speaker, right? Speaker, and then I listen to two things. First will be stand up comedy, right? Oh, nice. Um, and the second is just blues concert. You know, er, mostly Eric Clapton, BB King. You know, yeah, yeah. those two uh, old school guys. Um, yeah, basically blues or stand up comedy. Or Chinese stand-up comedy, you know, right? Yeah, mostly those like things. D- mostly, is it mostly Chinese, or do you do the American? Stuff mostly uh, English, yeah. Mostly, yeah, English. mostly English. Yeah, it's so good now, isn't it? Stand-up. I feel like it's like a renaissance, right? Now. I mean, there's so much good stuff. Oh, you you talking about new stand-up comedians? Yeah, or, like stand-up in general. I feel like it's so good. Like, yeah, you know, 
Yeah, I, I like all. I, I mean, although I like stand comedy, I, I don't really listen to like a few, few people because all other people's references, I don't really get it. You know, too much cultural thing. You know, like、right. your childhood kind of in America, I don't have. You know, so I like right, people right. make general jokes and international jokes, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but do you like Chappelle? I mean, it's David Chappelle, Chappelle for sure. For sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Louis C.K., Bill Burr, those type of guys. Yeah,、uh, yeah.、Uh, George, oh, who's that name? Oh my God, George. Ah,、uh, the old dude. Not Carlin. George. George Carlin. Carlin. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, so where can people check out your work if they can't get out to the Hamptons? If、mm-hmm. they don't have a summer home on the beach, right? And they can't get out there. <laughs> so, what's the best way for them to check out your work? You're on social media and website.、Right? Yeah, I'm on social media website, and then I I update my website once in a while, every two months, I think. And、uh, yeah, mostly I will post maybe one out of five new works on on my IG.、Um, check、nice. it out. That's yeah. I think that's it. Um, I like you. I like the metric. One of five. You only get one of five. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You gotta, you gotta keep some from the real, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. Some paintings failed. You know, just some paintings doesn't work.、Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> gotta be honest. You know, some painting doesn't really good, so I just burn it or something. Yeah, but.、Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't wanna, you don't wanna release the teaser for the movie that's not getting made. Right.、Know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks a lot, man. It's been great talking to you. And thank you a lot. Like, I love this conversation for sure. Yeah. Thanks. Enjoyed.、Man. I listened to your other podcast as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks.、I'm、glad we're doing thank this. Thank you. Yeah. Many thanks to the New York City Crit Club, Golden Artist Colors, and Fulcrum Coffee Roasters for the sponsorship of the podcast. Many thanks to Brigitte for her intro outro music. Make sure you check out Gal's work at the Whole Gallery or online. And many thanks for listening.